This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. All right, let's go back to that matter of the Takato deal because we have managed to get a hold of our guest. Um, the And this is, of course, a criticism that has come from a Democratic alliance saying that the Minister of Public Enterprises, Pravin Gordon, is being deliberately unclear about the details around the Takatsu deal and how the consortium eventually won the preferred status there as the strategic equity partner for South African Airways. The Minister, Pravin Gordon, maintains that the price of South Africa's South African Airways shares to be bought by Takatsu, uh, the Takatsu consortium will be the Determined through negotiations upon valuation of the shares. Mr. Gordon um, revealed this in his response to a parliamentary question from the DA um, that who had asked uh, for further clarity on the SAA Takatsu Consortium deal that is shrouded in secrecy. The DA is a member of parliament and member of uh, SCOPA, Standing Committee on Public Accounts. Uh, Alf Lee says, uh, you know, the party will use every tool available to ensure that Takatsu pays market value for shares that it currently holds. Alf Lee joins us on the line. Good morning and thank you so much for your time. Good morning to you and, and thank you for um putting up with me i'm sorry i was a bit late <laughs> no, no worries at all um let me i mean i think uh, firstly let me find out from a parliament point of view and uh, the stand the all the committees in parliament that have an eye on this particular transaction why has the minister have been allowed to operate and the department of public enterprise has been allowed to operate in such an opaque manner when it comes to the, this deal Look, I, I'm, I, I would be, um, you know, not. I don't have the fact as to why Parliament is not mm. um, doing what it should be doing, in our opinion. And in fact, I think in terms of, of the Constitution and open and transparent government, I don't believe that Parliament has done the right thing here and allowing Praveen Gordon to deliberately not give us the information we asked for. So there's no question that... Parliament through us and the DA and me in particular have asked for the details repeatedly over the last two years. And in every instance, we have not received the details that have been requested. And the rules of Parliament are such that we, um, that the ministers are obliged to reply fully to questions. And it just hasn't happened and Parliament hasn't intervened. But we, we haven't given up. Now, in this particular instance, this uh, deal with Takatsu, the, every time we ask for information, we either don't get it or we get different kind of scenarios. Mm. Now, suddenly, from the original uh, um, announcement of the deal where Takatsu were going to pay 51 rand for 51% of the shares, suddenly now there's going to be a new valuation of the of the in, of the company and a new negotiation. Well, you know, deals and agreements and contracts don't work like that. Once you've entered into a contract, you've entered into a contract. Mm. You can't go and renegotiate it unilaterally. And I can't see that Takatsu will be happy now to pay probably in, in the region of four or five billion rand mm. for 51% of the shares that they were originally 
agreed to t- take 451 rand. Even it, mm. it's just a mess. Even the revaluation that minister, the minister speaks of is a bit of a climb down, you know, because they had up to that point maintained that whatever valuation was done was an accurate one. Even there, there were question, questions raised about that valuation because uh, apparently it was done by a company appointed by um, uh, Takazo. So that in itself is a, is, a, is a massive climb down when you're saying actually perhaps SAA is actually now undervalued. Oh, absolutely. We've maintained from day one that SAA is undervalued given that the taxpayer has taken on the entire debt load from SAA. So you've got an airline with a good brand, um, with assets, with buildings, all sorts of, of, of assets um, of various kinds, and you're giving it away, 51% away for 51 rand. And we said from day one that this is raping the taxpayer of, of, of money where the taxpayers inserted up to, I think it's now 47 billion rand over the last 11 years mm-hmm. um, to keep SAA going. So we said from day one that the valuation is a farce. And, uh, and now, the, you're right, there's a clamp down. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how the agreement is structured that you can go into an agreement and then later say to the other party, well, now we, we, we're not going to fulfill our side of the agreement. Mm-hmm. We're going to revalue. I have no idea how that can work. And the only way we will know is if we get a copy of that agreement, which we simply have not been able to get. I mean, there's also questions around this uh, three, uh, you know, the minister saying that SAA, uh, Takatsu has agreed to meet SAA's working capital requirements of some three billion rand. And at some, if my initial understanding was that this would be not paid for in like upfront cash, but would be uh, sourced from dividends, which presupposes that SAA were going to somehow now uh, pay out a dividend. That is another element that requires a bit clarity. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, that three billion rand. Um, the my my sources of information, um, particularly as it uh, involves Harris, which is where the three billion rand was apparently going to come from, and not from Global, mm. um, is that Harris have not sourced that three billion rand if it's going to be paid um, as as an, an additional capital as opposed to dividend. The dividend one is obviously is not going to happen. Mm. And then what are the time frames for that money to put in? The working capital is something you need today. Today mm. you have to pay for jet fuel. You have to pay salaries. It's not some future requirement to buy new airplanes or you know capital investments sometime in the future. Working capital is money you need today. So how SAA have managed to operate for the past, nearly two years now um, without additional working capital mm. is fascinating and so our question remains what, where has the working capital for SAA mm. over the last two years come from mm. because it hasn't come out of profit because yeah. the, the, the airline has not made profit and they, mm. we, we are again being kept in the dark because Praveen Gordon refuses to give mm. us the mm. management accounts for SAA and the the annual financial statements are now four years. So no one knows what's going on in SAA. All right. So is, mm, yeah, what's your course of action going to be? Because I see you've also said that you believe that this uh, um, this uh, whole transaction should be started from uh, scratch. Indeed, it should. I mean, the, the, we 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 are firmly of the opinion have been for a very long time 
that SAA should not be a state-owned enterprise. South Africa is fully serviced by private airlines. We don't need a state-owned airline which is going to bleed the fiscus. Mm. So it must be privatized, 100% privatized. And so our view remains that that is the direction that we will push for SAA to be privatized. It's not an Eskim. It's a different animal altogether. Well, the saga continues. Alflees, thank you so much for coming through. My pleasure. Thank you. He's a member of parliament for the Democratic Alliance. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.